Before we start the show, we just want to let you know that we're part of the Bard Rock Network, sponsored by Dragon Master Games. Dragon Master Games is a local game store with an online storefront where you can get TTRPG products and collectibles, including trading cards. Just go to their website in the show notes and write in the comments that Bard Rock Network sent you. You can also support the network by subscribing to our Patreon or Ko-fi to access network-wide bonus content, get shout-outs on network shows, receive network swag, and even get invited to our several annual community game nights. Anyway, on with the show. to College of Whispers, the actual play book club. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first episode of our new show. Uh, my name is Marty, and I'm joined by my co-host, Vicky. Say hello. Hello. Oh, boy. Here we are, episode <laughs> one. I know. So we made this show on the premise that uh, there are so many, so, so many so actual many. play shows out there. Yes. A truly ridiculous amount. How are you ever going to watch or listen to them all? Well, you're not, but that's why we're here, because we like listening and watching actual plays, and we want to tell you about them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, t- for our first ever topic of the day, uh, we will be discussing Dimension 20 Fantasy High. Starting with the good stuff. <laughs> Starting with the good stuff. We had to start <laughs> on a high note. So, for a little background information, uh, Dimension 20 uh, first premiered on September 19th, 2018, on... College Humor's streaming service, Dropout. Uh, the cast is Brennan Lee Mulligan as the DM, Lou Wilson as Fabian Seacaster, Allie Beardsley as Kristen Applebees, Siobhan Thompson as Adine Abernant, Zach Oyama as Gorgug Thistlespring, Brian Murphy as Riz Gutgak, and Emily Axford as Figaroth Faith. Yes. Uh, Dimension 20, uh, at the time of recording, uh, currently has 17 seasons, uh, each varying from six episodes to about 20. So Fantasy High is uh, built on the premise, uh, and this is stated from episode one, what if John Hughes ran a campaign of a tabletop game? I did love that starter. I was like, yes, this. Yeah, absolutely. I can see it. Uh, Yeah, this gives such um, Breakfast Club vibes. 100%. uh, From from the jump. Yes. Um, I'm all about it. It, it, it's It's just a fun way to mix up D&D a little bit because you know a lot of shows are like oh we're gonna go high fantasy it's gonna mm. be you know very uh medieval kind of uh gritty thing and it's like no we're in a uh, weird anachronistic like 50s slash 60s high school but also we have smartphones uh you know what who cares right we're gonna have fun and that's what the show is it's fun it is it's a lot of fun it, it does sort of give you that sort of it's it's real life, but it's with a fantasy setting. So if you're not sure about going straight into high fantasy, you can kind of use the two and sort of there are parts where you think, yeah, I recognize that. I recognize the crystals as smartphones. I can see that. Uh, so 
there was there's one thing like about two minutes into the show that I noticed hmm. um, for people who have you know experienced playing tabletop role playing games you would know pretty much from the jump that they're playing Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. Um, they make and it it seems like they make an effort specifically to not mention D and D in episode uh, one. Yes, I didn't uh, notice. because every time they mention it, they say a tabletop role playing game or a TTRPG. They specifically don't mention that they're playing D and D. And I'm wondering if there was a reason behind that at the time. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. It was 2000, 2018. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I'm trying time. to that think. Was I was, when you said 2018, I was like, it was that long ago? Oh my gosh. It was a while ago. It was. Um, maybe they thought, they, because of the, um, there are some parts of D&D that you can't mention. Mm. Uh, perhaps it would have been easier to just not mention what tabletop roleplay game it was. I don't know. Wizards of the Coast, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're not great at, um, what am I trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> They've been in the news recently, so. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, perhaps it's just better not to mention who it was. That is true. And this also is uh, an interesting point about Dimension 20 is since their seasons are so short and for the most part self-contained, they are not like beholden to any one TTRPG system. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, um, in future seasons, they've played, like, Kids on Brooms. Um, there's been there's been a couple other systems that they've played. I'm trying to remember what Fae and Flowers one was, the Court of Fae and Flowers. That, that was D&D, but they added some extra, like, There was something extra. Regency on yeah. rules. There was a Regency booklet that they used. It'll come to me when we come start doing the, when we, if oh, we yeah. roll for that. Oh, Whenever that comes we'll up. Get to, we'll eventually get to A Court of Fae and Flowers. Amazing. I'm sure. So, full disclosure, this is not my first time uh, watching Fantasy High. This is probably my third or fourth time going through the uh, going through this season of the show. Um, it is amazing to me how much they are able to set up in episode one. That's Brennan cool. does a fantastic job of giving every uh, player and character a an introductory scene. Mm. They get about five to ten minutes each and it it really has a good way of setting up how their character arc is going to go mm. like i'm i mean uh i guess i should say um spoilers for a lot of spoilers Hundred percent spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> going to be coming in uh i mean we can start right with uh with uh lou and fabian it's immediately apparent from the jump that fabian idolizes his father, um, Bill Seacaster. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it, it is immediately apparent from the way that Bill Seacaster acts that he expects Fabian to be exactly like him. And it is interesting to then go back to that after having seen like the whole season mm. and even beyond, uh, even beyond Fantasy High into sophomore year, which I'm sure we'll also talk about yeah. at some point, mm-hmm. uh, how that changed. You can the um, the pressure that Fabian is under is very apparent from the get go, with what his father expects him to do and say and be and and how he's supposed to be a mini version of him. There's a lot of pressure, and I think that comes across with Lou's acting a lot. Absolutely, but yeah, and it, it's it's a it's a common through line with I think two thirds of the cast is 
in their introductory scene, you immediately can tell that they have some sort of um, familial uh, conflict or struggle. Um, yes. You know, it's a, it's it's right there in Fabian's introduction. You can mm. see it in Kristen, in yes. Adine, in Fig. Fig especially, definitely. Fig especially. Um, and, uh, oof, I could talk about, I could talk about uh, <laughs> Fig's, like, journey. And there's a, there's a scene towards the end where she finally, like, comes to terms with, like, her relationship with her parents. And it's yes. so beautiful. And... Can we, I want to. I want a whole section of this uh, show to be how much I love Emily Axford as a player. Hundred percent. Oh, <laughs> we'll have a little. She swap. makes me cry. She makes me cry. I'm thinking about the scene right now, and I'm like, ooh, I might get a little emotional. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that was very. It was the part where Mum comes in with the the item for it, wasn't it? Am I thinking of that one? Uh, I think so. Which comes in with the photos. Oh yes. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that was mm, yeah. There was a moment you could see Emily had the choice of um, at the very end which way she was going to go, and she uh, the, the she actually asked Brennan to sort of sound it out, which I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Not just relying on herself and making her own choices, but actually involving other people to say, "I need to make this decision." setting it across the table and saying what do we think another thing that i find interesting is a way the way that uh brennan likes to take certain things about like fantasy tropes and sort of twist them around a little bit one thing that i um you know uh, noticed going back especially to episode one mm. kind of like the earlier episodes is they make a point to mention or he makes a point to mention that elves are immortal they they don't just live for like seven hundred years. Oh yeah, they live functionally forever. Yeah, as long as they have a connection to their homeland, which isn't which isn't explored a lot in in you know the the first season of Fantasy High, but mm. it is touched on a little more in sophomore year. Right. Um. I I liked that so much that I um have used stuff like that in my own like home games and stuff. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. That's possibly where their power comes from where their age comes from so yeah it makes sense to base them in a a setting and as long as they're at home they're gonna live forever that would be yeah i'd missed a minute i must admit i missed that part i just heard elves live forever and i was like okay so he's just using that trope but i missed the part where it's the homeland bit Mm -hmm. yeah it's very it's very briefly mentioned i think in episode one i think in fabian's introductory scene right um but it does it does come back again in uh later seasons of fantasy high amazing okay speaking of elves uh we should talk a little bit about uh adine yes okay uh so man that's i just had something pop in my head that's Mm -hmm. a that's a software year spoiler um (laughs) Are we spoiling Adines? for other seasons or are we just... No, no, okay. no I am not. <laughs> um, Adine's journey, especially with her uh, her sister, mm. is uh, very interesting to watch from the jump. It is very immediately confrontational and almost, I would say, uncomfortable. It is incredibly uncomfortable and violent straight off the bat. 
and and you know we don't we don't get to see like everything that has come before we just mm-hmm. see where their relationship is at, at the start of the show of course yes and it's like how did it become this way how did we how, you know how do we get here another thing about Adam that's interesting is um Siobhan and Brendan have developed a um an extra rule like a panic con- uh panic attack condition they have yes um and I don't I wasn't uh I was a bit late on jumping on the Dimension 20 train, mm-hmm. but I think there was some contention about this uh, rule. Oh, And I was, I was wondering, like, I guess I was kind of wondering your thoughts on it, because I, I, I th- it was either this or a rule in a different season that had a similar sort of yes. um, meaning attached to it. Yeah, um, I got you. I mean, I've seen, um, calling back to... I've seen different shows use um, uh, use almost panic attacks, but then also sort of wisdom saving throws for like seeing fire, um, mm. and also like the um, the character going into sort of a place back into their memories. Um, I don't think the panic attack one is that one. Um, it's more of a how Adine is feeling at the time. Um, mm-hmm. To me personally, it doesn't feel like a panic attack when that's right. when that what they're playing with. They're, they're playing with Adine feeling very um, panicked, um, and it, it yeah, it's not. It's almost like a fear terror response mm-hmm. than um, an actual. I, I don't want to, panic attacks are different for everybody, so I don't want to say right. a general this isn't a panic attack because for some people it may. Uh, resonate as a panic attack Um, but it's more of a fear response Um, I don't think it ever goes into full panic attack if that makes sense yes Um, I I think so how how I understand panic attacks it doesn't go that far but it does touch on uh, a little bit of fear a little bit of you can't control yourself there is something that's going to happen your breathing goes a bit higher um, and and that Mm -hmm. sort of it's very good at um, how Siobhan responds to the roles is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You really get the feeling that Adine is, is really feeling it at the time. Um, right. And I think yeah. this is definitely something that, uh, you know, leans or kind of exemplifies the fact that these players um, immediately from, you know, season one, episode mm. one, trust each other and know each other a yes. great deal. I do have that I in my, yeah, and my notes have I that. I don't think you could do, I don't think you could do this with, with a, with the table that you're just, um, you know, sort of meeting for the first no. time. No. It's, it's a very, it's a very touchy. Yeah. Subject. And I think they, I think they handled it well and yes. they trust each other enough to, uh, respect the uh, boundaries mm. of each other as players and as people. I'm guessing something happened in session zero to say one of our characters is going to have panic attacks. This is what's going to happen. She'll roll for it and we'll act it out. Is everybody okay with that? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's quite a lot that I think probably would have had to go on in session zero just to make sure everybody's aware, but I do get the feeling that everybody's comfortable with what's going on. Or oh, it's, yeah. that's how it's edited anyway. Oh yes, we should talk about... So uh, this show is uh, a video-based show, first and foremost. Mm. Um, there there are 
um, they have released um, audio only versions of the show. Wow. Um, but you do miss out on the uh, truly uh, amazing, uh, you know, map and mini uh, work that the uh, dropout team does for the show. Yes. Um, and they have a lot of instances of uh, character art that are you know missed when you listen to the audio only version of the of the show which is uh how i viewed fantasy high the first time i was i listened to it in podcast form when i while i was at work Mm -hmm. um and it is it is definitely i think it doesn't make it impossible to enjoy i think it definitely you know gives what am i thinking it's a very good supplement um so but a question, question for you then. How does it match up? You you heard it before you saw it. How does it match up in your head, the descriptions to the actual minis that you see then on the video? Um, it, it It's pretty, uh, I would say, pretty one-to-one mm. what I uh, expected. Amazing. When I, when I saw. The only thing that I think the show runs into... There's always a thing of, you know, theater, the mind versus, uh, you know, maps and mm-hmm. minis. Mm. When you're playing with uh, with a map, it's a lot easier to just sit there and go, okay, I move here. Yes. And you point to a space on the map. But if somebody's not able to see where you're pointing you. or for whatever other reason, it kind of makes the sort of overall image uh, a bit muddier, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're not sure where they're moving to, why they're moving, what's next to them, that sort mm-hmm. of thing, I guess. And and for the most part, I, I think the show does an okay job of, you know, keeping that to a minimum. But it, it but it is a concern, and I would recommend, if you are going to watch Dimension 20, you should watch Dimension 20, not just listen to it. Yes. And notice that happening a lot in the arcade fight. There was a lot of, I'm running 30 spaces to here. Yes. Which now you mention it, if you are listening to it, that's going to, yeah, it would be a little bit chaotic. From a technical standpoint, this show is very well edited. It is very um, professional as uh, as a production by, uh, you know, a company like uh, College Humor, now Dropout, should uh, hold itself to. Mm-hmm. There weren't any, like, glaring technical issues in in my eyes that I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> mm. um, I, I must admit, I'm not technically minded, so I, I wouldn't have noticed. But I did notice that, um, I don't know if it was jarring to me, but it was when the minis would fall over or they would do something that obviously it wasn't in the heat of the game and it was recorded afterwards. For some mm-hmm. reason, I really noticed that, and I was like, "That's not. That's been recorded afterwards. That's been added." Oh yeah, they they do that a lot with their combats, even like to this day with the most recent uh, season of Never After. Yeah, is they'll they'll kind of uh, you know do little puppet work with the minis to make it look like they're doing the the actions, mm. and and it's kind of cute. I, I I think it doesn't really detract from the overall experience that much. It but, definitely uh, is cute. It. it... It just brought me out of the immersion just slightly. I don't know. Just a little bit. Just a that little bit. <laughs> My brain was going, that's not real. And I was like, okay, back in the immersion <laughs> again. <laughs> Hang on. Give us a minute. We have to We have to play with our toys. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, just, you can see the character, you can see the players stand up to move the characters and then something would happen. And yeah, it was, it was I don't know why I'm 
it's fine. Um, it just brought me out, I think, just a little bit eventually, um, occasionally. Another thing uh, I just have to say for for me, uh, the bravest thing that Brennan Lee Mulligan has ever said is that Dragonborn have tails. <laughs> do, do they not? <laughs> uh, technically, people will people will die on this hill. Mm. Uh, in the player's handbook for mm-hmm. the description of Dragonborn, um, they do not have tails. Okay, um, and they are more lizard like than dragon i'm gonna pull up the i'm gonna take a minute and pull up the player's handbook pull up the player's handbook dragon for board. sure is this like the tiefling thing like you can't have blue tieflings tieflings need to be red yeah are we skating on this territory here here we go episode one <laughs> in yes. a fancy okay, world so... where anybody can be anything <laughs> dragonborn look very much like dragons standing erect in humanoid form though they lack wings or a tail Right. And that's just no fun. Let no. my little guy have a tail. Exactly. Let me do what I want. <laughs> How many dragon boards have that's you a... met? <laughs> exactly. How do you know? How do you know? <laughs> and they also do say at the beginning of the player's handbook is, these are guidelines, mm. not hard and fast rules. You mm. can do what you want. It's make-believe. Is it? Are you sure? So. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure about that? The book it's... says. The book the says. Book says <laughs> But uh, no, that was just a, that was just a funny little thing, yeah. especially with um, the introduction of uh, Vice Principal Gordon, Golden Horde. Uh, he specifically says, "Hey, this guy has a tail." And I went, mm. "You're so you're so real for that." Oh, so brave! Oh, brave boy! <laughs> so brave! How could you say something so controversial? It's so brave. I, I love the various nicknames they come up for Golden Horde. All the way through. Vice Principal Goldenrod. And um, there were points where I'm like, "Wait, what is this guy's name?" <laughs> every time i go back and like listen to the beginning of fantasy high again and i hear his actual name i go nah oh yeah that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> it's like golden something i watched it via the uh there was like a big 12 hour youtube video of the first eight episodes mm, yes um that's how i did and then i moved on to drop out um because they then started watching it on youtube but they bleeped out all the swears and i couldn't handle the bleeping noise (laughs) yeah i forgot that they bleeped out all the swears they they don't bleep out the swears and i'm sure they don't bleep it out in the 12 hour one in the big eight episodes but then when you're watching the individual episodes it then starts bleeping out the swears and i'm like that that might be that might be just a like I doubt YouTube is going to comb through a 12 hour long video. Yeah, maybe every swear word, maybe uh, a singular episode of the show. Maybe they might've gotten demonetized for or something. Yeah. So I, I switched over to drop out. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll just do it and drop out. I'll watch there. Um, because something, the bleeping noise was getting on my nerves. That's, <laughs> that's, just... that's so fair. It probably <laughs> happened a lot. I was like, I can't handle this bleeping. What is going on? Cause You'd have somebody, one of the kids swear at Brennan, then he'd swear black as the character. It, it just descend into like a bleeping match. And I'd be like, okay, I can't do this. So, all right. All right. We're going to. So, yes, if you, if you are going to, if you are going to, you know, watch or listen to the show, uh, either uh, be okay with a lot of bleeping or subscribe to Dropout. <laughs> subscribe I to Dropout. This is what we're saying here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Best, best advert I could say for the show is just don't watch it. <laughs> on youtube <laughs> just don't watch it on youtube it is available on youtube it is 100 percent. Okay. yeah uh if you are okay with 
you know the bleep sound effect mm. uh, and you don't have the you know extra income to spend on yeah. a monthly subscription to a streaming service uh fantasy high season one uh as well as a couple other full seasons of uh yes. dimension 20 are available on youtube mm. um and once you as well as like the the first episodes of uh, most of their other shows yes i think corona corona candy is on there yes the first episode of i think i think all the way up to never after i think the first Amazing. episode is on um the uh, dimension 20 youtube channel mm. um but they only have full seasons for fantasy high uh, escape from the blood keep mm. which is the next season and then the unsleeping city which right. is season three got you nice why don't we go through and say what our favorite moment from the season was oh wow okay i've got a bit do i pick one let's say maybe top three. Oh, top three okay yep okay uh, who's gonna go first oh man uh <laughs> i'll start we'll we'll, we'll eat we'll go we'll do like one... i'll do my three alternate and you do your three okay and then i'll do two you do two yep. maybe sounds good okay all right Okay, so my third favorite moment is uh, honestly the first combat when Fabian tries to jump up on a table, <laughs> rolls a nat one, oh, and no. immediately falls in face plants. Face plants. There was something about that table. <laughs> there was something. They, You know what? I, I think we're not exploring the uh, possibility that the table was the bad guy all along. I think, yep. The table's a BBEG for definite. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it comes back to haunt them later as well. There's like a little that goes through. I'm pretty sure that oh, yeah. there's, there's something about we're okay with this, but we can't do tables or, or something oh, yeah. is mentioned. <laughs> what's your what's your number three? Oh gosh, wow! Uh, I'm just looking through the bits I liked. Um, could it be a skit that goes all the way through? Yes, because I really love when Zach fully leans into Gorg's personality and has to make the wisdom saving throws and every NPC is being asked of if it's his father. There, that actually, there's a compilation on YouTube of all those moments. Amazing. And that is what got me to listen to Dimension 20. Yeah. Because it was so funny. Yeah. And I was like, I need context for this. <laughs> it works so uh, good in top context for sure. There's a... There's a moment about halfway through the halfway through the show uh, that he gets a nat one on a on an insight check mm. and immediately just blurts out, "Am I my own dad?" Yes, <laughs> I'm my own dad. Uh, that's 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 a. I think that's actually my number two is the uh, immediately stopping playing the drums to go, "Am I my own dad?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Number two for you? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm still good. looking through. I think it's the jail scenes oh. when they're in jail. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And the amount yeah. of chaos they try to get out of jail. And Brennan's just like, no, you're in jail. <laughs> you're just you're just here now. Yep. Uh, there, are, there are several moments in the when they're in the jail yes. that are very good. Um, Emily... Obviously heavy spoilers because that's very late in the game. It is, yes. Um uh, the moment when uh, Fabian and his father have like their first real sort of fight mm, conflict. Mm. It was very, you know, emotionally charged and mm. very heavy and the players handled it very well. It uh, had all the tension it needed to 
it uh, was a very I'm not I'm not sure if cathartic is the right word. I think it was for yeah you can see that Fabian it was cathartic for for definite. Also, the interdiction of or the the return of Bud Cubby the halfling mailman. <laughs> Yes. Such a good NPC. The the NPCs overall in this show are all fantastic. Yeah. The little speech he gives is currently trending on my TikTok <laughs> at the moment because good. I think I've looked for that for so many times. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I think uh, Emily's changing, uh, Fig's changing into the various different NPCs to try and convince them <laughs> she to let her out type thing um it just caused chaos giving giving emily axford spells <laughs> she becomes a menace from day one 100 in her introductory scene immediately abusing disguise self to try to get out of something yes <laughs> the disguise self is the it's probably one of the better spells i'm gonna say um, and especially oh, yeah. in somebody in a player's hands, such as Emily, um, she can just cause so much chaos with it. Uh, so for my number one favorite moment, um, there's two I could probably pick from, mm. but I want to say, uh, oh, we didn't even talk about the box of doom. No, I want to take a quick, a bit quick, quick aside, quick about, aside for the box of doom. Go uh, for it. Quick aside for the box of doom. Uh, this is a you know. For very important uh, game-changing roles where everything hangs in the balance, Brendan Lee Mulligan brings out what is known as the Box of Doom. Yes. It's a very large dice tray with a big skull design, and they have a little GoPro set up at the bottom of the of the you know mm. overhanging skull piece mm. to get the camera shot of the dice being rolled into the tray. Yeah, um, it is such a good. Uh, suspense building tool yes. because they you know they don't really cut too hard for Brennan going out he literally leaves his like station at the DM screen to go pull out the box of doom mm. it gives the players a chance to go oh man you know yeah and um, they do a very good job of setting the suspense and you know immediately getting the payoff of seeing the roles and there are moments when they specifically like hide the role mm. and don't show it even to like the the audience and those are the best moments yeah. i think um but my number one moment has to go to the box of doom role in the arcade fight uh when fabian <sighs> has to roll a nat 20 yes uh the you know the excitement and the energy at the table oh was, no so infectious and it was such a good moment mm -hmm. and it was uh it was it was followed up on perfectly i think it was just executed very well and you know it's, it was a very good you know this is one of the moments i point to when i say this is why i play ttrpgs you know yes for moments like this yeah um i have heard someone describing the box of doom as almost um stopping like all the chaos of the play and just zeroing in on one moment and mm -hmm. just paying attention so much to that one important role. Yes, because that is a that is a common occurrence for Dimension Twenty is mm. they get they get very um 
lost in the sauce when it comes to certain bits mm -hmm. sometimes. And it's very funny because they're all, you know, master comedians and improv people and they're very good at what they do. Mm -hmm. But it, it, like you said, yes, it does um, make those moments when they uh, have to go, oh, it's serious. Yeah, time, serious. Uh, feel much more impactful. Yes, definitely. I love it. What's your number one moment? Okay, my, my number one moment is also a nat 20. It's Kirsten's nat 20 at the end battle mm -hmm. at Promcocalypse. That, that was going to be my other one. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have two here. Yep. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's, it's oh my gosh, it is heart stopping. It's, <laughs> I could feel myself cheering and with them as Ali rolled that. And I was just, please, please be a nat 20 or please be something good. Oh my gosh. Yes. Ali Beardsley's ability to roll a natural 20 at the, the, the thing about, the thing about Ellie Beardsley is their roles are so like one end of the spectrum or the other. Yes. It will either be, you know, just useless, nothing rolls or nat 20s. It wasn't even, it was just a, a random question as well. Yeah. Like, can it, I roll? It was totally like off the cuff. Can yes. I just... Can I roll a nat 20 and just be alive yeah. magically right now? Yeah. And, and yeah. truly, it is a testament to Brennan Lee Mulligan's patience as a DM and willingness to go with the bit that he's just he just says, yeah, sure. Yeah, do it. Why not? You know what? There's no way you're going to just do that, right? <laughs> Statistically. Wrong, <Mr>. Mulligan. <laughs> wrong. So Incorrect. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 it is, to this day, I think... Uh, probably a top five mm. overall dimension 20 moment yeah it is it, that is such a hard thing to top yeah i the other top one for me would have been the um palatable tension that you could feel when brennan has explained and he's rolling for the family fights oh man yeah just when Lou is talking out his feelings and then the camera cuts to Zach just physically and visibly like hogging himself mm -hmm. while Brennan is making all these roles and then cutting to each person individually. And I I just couldn't take it. I was there with them. I was sweating. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, that is, you know, a, a, a brief overview Oof. of dimension 20 fantasy high it is. um I, I i think um we can both pretty firmly say that this uh this season of the show is worth a watch very worth your time yes 100 uh, percent. there are 18 episodes yes i think sounds about right the last episode is cut uh, into two so yes there's a part one and a part two um so there are 18 episodes of fantasy high uh, they are free to view on YouTube mm -hmm. or on College Humor's uh, Dropout service, which is five ninety nine a month, I believe. Mm. Uh, we are not. Uh, I should also not mention, we are not sponsored by Dropout. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but I do firmly believe that it is one of the best streaming services out there, and it's not even close. Yeah. Uh, if, you... if you have a friend that has a drop Dropout subscription, they also uh, um, have gone on record to say, "Hey." We don't mind if you just share your password wow. with people. Love it. So get your friends, uh, get your friends' dropout passwords. 
steal that uh, passwords steal steal your friend's personal information <laughs> no <laughs> no our, uh, sorry hang on i oh i just got an email oh Oh, we're being sued. Okay, for, cool. Uh, already. Yeah, for, wow. Okay, cool. We are episode off the air one. already. We haven't even... We are, we are recording episode one. <laughs> we are not even there and we're still recording. We're already off. <laughs> no, don't steal p- people's personal information. Just ask nicely. Hey, can I borrow your dropout uh, password? Yeah. Can I try it? And I'm sure if they're a good friend, they'll say yes. Definitely. <laughs> All right. We are going to take a quick break uh, for some ads and then we'll be back with another segment of the show. Mm-hmm. Hey folks, we just want to take a break from the action to let you know how you can support the show. As part of Bard Rock Network, you can support us through a number of affiliate programs where a portion of your order goes to support the network. Everyone loves dice, right? Fanroll Dice make dice of all shapes and sizes, as well as accessories like trays, bags, and towers. Or maybe you want to take better campaign notes. Just check out Minva RPG and look at their assortment of campaign journals and tools. Finally, you can level up your game night with tea or coffee from Many Worlds Tavern. In addition to delicious tea and coffee, they have stickers, tokens for your favorite trading card games, and playmats. Qualifying orders even come with free dice. All those affiliate links can be found in the show notes, and you just need to use code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout to save on your order. That's BARDROCKCAFE, all capitals, no spaces. So, for this segment of the show, um, since I figured it would uh, be a pretty short show if we just talked about one thing, Mm. uh, I've come up with a segment I like to call Dear Aboleth. (laughs) Might play a little. Let's see if we get a little musical jingle in there, editor. Editor, that's me in the future. You got a little jingle for me? Thank you. Okay. Future you is going to hate you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. so, Dear Aboleth is uh, going to be a segment of the show where we take, uh, you know, uh, questions uh, or asking for advice from our listeners. Okay. Um, in the style of the uh, Dear Abby newspaper column that has been running for a very long time. Yes. Uh, so, we have actually one as an example to our uh, adoring public. Uh, and this one says, mm. Dear Aboleth, my friends told me a beholder was flirting with me at the tavern last night, and I should have known from all the winking. I have no idea what it looks like when a beholder winks. Can you clear that up for me and give me guidance on how to romance a beholder? From Bewildered by Beholders in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I love it. Well, Bewildered, um, I don't think I've ever been hit on by a beholder before. <laughs> I, that is yeah i can't say i have either <laughs> do all the eyes blink at the same time so that is when that's winks? the question right um when it winks well when when a beholder blinks do all the eye stalks yeah blink at the same time mm. and if it's winking does it use the big eye or is it one of the stalks mm. perhaps there's different levels so when the beholder's really into you it winks the first eye the the big eye in the middle because that's the um the one that shuts off all the magic in front the cone mm. 
so I think a beholder would have to be really into you to leave itself vulnerable and wink its first eye um and yeah if if it's winking if it's hmm. blinking with just the big eye that's how you know I think so I would say yeah and then um for the guidance to cantrip unfortunately I I'm not a cleric however if you do find a cleric and ask them for guidance I'm pretty sure they'd be able to give you the guidance cantrip if you uh if you reciprocate these feelings to the beholder uh, and you're looking for advice on how to romance a beholder, mm. give them a crisp apple. That way you can be the apple of their eyes. Oh, I love uh-huh. it. The puns. How about that? That's so wow. good, right? I like it. All right. Well, this has been an example of Dear Aboleth. If you would like to submit your questions and queries, uh, please do. we have a Google form that we will link in the show notes. Uh, and we will put on our social media accounts. So please send us your questions, and we will attempt to answer them. Definitely. We'll definitely attempt. <laughs> we'll do something. <laughs> All right. So that's been Dear Abilene. Mm. Okay. So we've come to the end of our show, mm-hmm. and uh, we are going to... We've developed a uh, fun system. We have a D20 table in front of us with a list of... 20 different actual play shows and we are going to roll for the topic of episode two okay uh this list will be uh you know repopulated as we uh get more shows suggested to us and we go through the table uh vicky would you like to do the honors of our first ever roll yeah to see what we talked oh about my gosh. no pressure two? oh okay no pressure uh it's a 16 16 is moon harbor so for those of you at home who want to listen along with us mm-hmm. before episode two, uh, Moon Harbor Heroes is a Masks, a new generation actual play podcast hosted by Anthony Sheets and T.P. Huth. I hope I said that right. I probably didn't. I apologize. <laughs> uh, Moon Harbor Heroes tells the stories of several groups of superpowered, superpowered even teenagers as they balance navigating the tumultuous world of adolescence and saving the world at large episodes are published each monday and wednesday with occasional friday episodes as well so for episode two we will be discussing the legacies campaign Mm -hmm. of moon harbor heroes let's do that uh this goes for 14 episodes as of uh the time of recording of this yep and each episode is about an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. This looks fun. All right. <laughs> this does look fun. I can't wait. I can't believe it only took us to episode two to get away from d and I know. Wow. This is exciting. It's very I, exciting. Uh, I have played Masks once before and had a good time with it. So this should be amazing. a very good, uh, a very good listen. Yes. So that has been episode one Oof. of College of Whispers. Wow. I'm so glad you could join us on this our maiden voyage if you will <laughs> what a voyage wow starting with fancy voyage. high we have so much to cover there like i said at the beginning there are so so many actual plays out there, there are, that there we are cannot possibly find them all on our own no nope. uh so if you want to give us suggestions of shows to cover uh please find us on twitter at whispers dnd pod um uh, that's our only social media right now. I need to make more accounts. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, please. Send us your actual plays, your favorite actual plays, uh, any actual plays that you think we should check out. Please do send them over to us. 
you want to tell the people where they can find you oh no i don't know where they can find me <laughs> i'm oh, currently no? going through a transition so they can find me at college at whispers at the moment um fair enough hey that <laughs> you know that works out find us both at uh whispers D pod on twitter and right here in your podcast feed yes for college of whispers that's us so thank you for listening and we will see you next time I promise we'll have a better tagline for next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See you next time. See you next time. Take care. Goodbye. We did it. We did episode one. Oh my gosh. Can I stop? I should stop recording now. (laughs) Thanks for listening to College of Whispers. Our intro and outro song is Everything by Winter Wayfarer. Check them out on all major streaming platforms. You can find College of Whispers on social media at all the relevant places listed in the show notes. College of Whispers is a Bard Rock Network production. Learn more about the network in the show notes and on social media. Thank you for checking out our show. As a reminder, we're part of Bard Rock Network, who you can support by checking out our sponsor, Dragon Master Games. Support a local game store, get yourself some TTRPG essentials, and help the network produce more excellent content. It really makes a difference. Our show and all the other shows on Bard Rock Network wouldn't be possible without the support of people like you on our Patreon and Kofi. That's why we like to thank supporters who pledge above a certain tier at the end of network productions. This month's top supporters are Sarah, Queen, Vera Lore, and Paul. Thank you all so much for supporting the network. If you want to get shoutouts and other rewards, pledge on our Patreon or Kofi today. Links in the show notes. Most folks don't realize it, but the world is ripe with monsters. And when you have a monster problem, you need someone who is smart. I came over here, I saw that there was a crime scene. I figured, you know, I'd park here on the... the... Crime scene. Brave. It's just not our fight. We just honk the horn, everybody dissipates, and we just ride away. And qualified. If nobody is going to, to assist David with this, he is going to pull out his nunchucks. Who gave him those nunchucks? Van Helmen's family is none of those things, but they're the best we've got, so check them out on Monster Cafe. Available now wherever you find your favorite podcasts.